Hi guys, welcome back to Theme Song, the podcast where every episode I, your host and musical curator, Ella Karutz, pick a group of songs based around a certain theme. This is the last episode that will be released in 2020, and I'm going to talk about my favorite songs that came out this year. You won't hear them during the podcast because of copyright restrictions, but you'll find them all in a playlist on my Spotify account, ella.caroots, so you can listen to them there. I'll be counting down, starting from 10, but first I'm going to start with a few honorable mentions. These include Become a Mountain, a swelling electronic track that lives up to its name from Dan Deacon's album Mystic Familiar, uh, Airbnb by Jeff Rosenstock, which is stylized with three asterisks to avoid brand conflict, a super fun pop-punk cut about adulthood disappointment from his politically charged fourth album, No Dream, Uh, Can I Believe You from Fleet Fox's album, Shore. It showcases the folk rock group's ingenuity as lead singer Robin Pecknold sings about a struggle to open up to others while supported by a chorus of over 500 sound clips sent to him by fans on his Instagram, which is super cool. Uh, We've also got Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers, uh, an emotional tackle with the exhaustion of touring and her relationship with her father that was the second single from her widely celebrated sophomore album Punisher, and also Apathy by Gia Margaret, which is a composition from her ambient indie album Mia Jargret, and it features samples of sound taken during her vocal therapy sessions after she lost her voice while touring in 2018. So those are my honorable mentions, but let's get to my top 10. To kick the list off, I've got a pick from the UK post-punk band Idols, who I just talked about in the Political Songs episode with a song from their latest album, Ultra Mono. The song that I've chosen is called Rains, and of all the songs on the album, it absolutely goes the hardest. The hook of the song is Pull On My Reins, which is a really interesting double entendre. For horses, you pull on their reins when you want them to slow down. So essentially, lead singer Joe Talbot is yelling out like people do before they get into a fight. Hold me back or else something bad is going to happen. And he's got a lot to be angry about, especially the exploitation of the working poor for the rich to get richer. And in the UK, nobody exemplifies privilege, power, and riches quite like the royal family, which leads to the second meaning of pull on my reins, asking for society at large to slow down the ruling or reigning class who are gaining wealth every day. The song is pretty repetitive, which is intentional. It's meant to sound like a march. The rapid forward march of unchecked capitalism into fascism, or the marching of the workers rising up. You decide. Either way, Reigns by Idols is a totally badass track, and it sits at my number 10. Next, I've got a lot of excellent pop tracks in the list, and coming in at number 9, is a song that already feels like a memory of a distant past just because it so perfectly encapsulates the isolated feeling of the major shutdowns that happened in March earlier in this never-ending year. Anthems by Charlie XCX 
is an explosive pop track that puts the frustration of wanting to go out and party when you can't into sound. She delivers the first line a cappella, and you can practically hear the exclamation points after each word, I'm so bored, before the beat comes in on high gear. Her verses describe her going through tasks at home, like eating cereal and cram writing new music, as she tries to ignore all of the mental anguish she's feeling as she's stuck inside. And then the chorus feels like a scream as she calls out, I want anthems, late nights, my friends, New York, listing off all of the experiences she can't have as a result of the pandemic. I love it because it's so universally relatable and I totally feel everything she's singing so hard. Hopefully the vaccine does us some good and America gets it together enough for both me and Charlie XCX to go out again. The song is Anthems. It's number nine on my list. My next pick is the first single to come off of Dorian Electra's latest project, My Agenda, a grimy collection of songs that brutally satirizes the persona of the alt-right internet troll. A really interesting concept for a musical artist to explore and super timely for the year 2020. On My Agenda, which they named after the idea of the gay agenda, which is coming to ruin society, Electra hits on a variety of topics, from the quote-unquote nice guys who feel entitled to unrealistically perfect girlfriends on the song Gentleman slash Milady, to trolls who make harmful comments just to get a reaction on Edgelord, to the incel concept of the alpha male Chad on Barbie Boy. Sorry bro, I Love You is my pick for this list, and it's a banging take on the no homo concept of love in masculine friendships. A power-packed song condensed into just over a minute and a half, Electra tells their friend about how they feel and then immediately apologizes for their expressions of affection. The lyrics mix bro talk with genuine heartfelt sentiments, and it all happens over this shiny hyper-pop beat that is super catchy and puts this song at number eight on my list. Dorian Electra, absolutely killing the game. Sorry, bro. I love you. Now I'm making a quick interruption for a short psychology lesson. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a phenomenon that describes how when people know a lot about a subject, they tend to be aware of how much they still have left to learn and thus underestimate their own expertise. On the other hand, people who know very little about a subject tend to think they know a lot more than they do. And when these people are racist, sexist, or any other form of ignorant, they often end up talking over minority individuals about what they think they know instead of actually listening to the people tell the story of their actual lives? And Rina Sawayama is a Japanese-British woman who has had to experience these ignorant people her whole life, and man, is it aggravating. Sometimes she wishes she could just put a big old piece of tape over their mouths to get them to stop talking, and she describes exactly that on my number six pick on the list, 
S-T-F-U, complete with exclamation point. Rena unleashes all of her anger at the racists she's encountered throughout her life with a pop-turns-new-metal aggression and a singing style like she's finally snapped after holding her tongue for too long. She explores how tiring it is to continue to experience the same microaggressions over and over, and the decision of whether to call somebody out and make the energy in the room uncomfortable, or to just laugh and absorb the hurt that the comment caused. If I was a person who had made one such comment towards Rena in the past, I'd be way too embarrassed to open my mouth like that ever again after hearing this song, and that's how it should be. STFU, Pop Goes Rock Banger by Rina Sawayama. Next up on the list is from a band that I use as my go-to answer when people ask me what my favorite band is, and that'd be The Flaming Lips. They've had a series of hit-or-miss releases after they came out with Masterpiece, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, but their latest album from this year, American Head, sees the band coming back together for some of their best and most emotional songs since the beginning of the millennium. The instrumentation features some usual suspects, expansive orchestral arrangements, and sweeping slide guitar sounds, but they've been updated for the modern era without losing their 90s indie rock charm. The biggest difference on this album, however, in comparison to previous Flaming Lips releases, is that Wayne Coyne has turned his musings about the world around him inward, and a prime example of that is my pick for number six on this list, which is Mother, I've Taken LSD. On this song, Wayne Coyne expresses that he's a changed man, which he attributes to psychedelics opening his mind and allowing him to see sadness in the world that he wasn't noticing before. However, Another change in his life has opened his eyes to a new perspective, which is fatherhood. Wayne had a child with his wife Katie in June of 2019, and suddenly he was put in the position of watching his son grow up in an imperfect world. Having a kid is probably the number one way for somebody to start caring about what happens to another person more than they care about their own life, and you can hear that in Wayne's self-reflection all throughout the song and this album. To put it in his own words from The Lips' 1999 release, The Soft Bulletin, suddenly everything has changed. That change is evident on Mother I've Taken LSD, and it's what puts it at number six on my list. Now, before I go to my next pick, I do want to acknowledge that I'm taking a few liberties with this list. Technically, the Rina Sawayama track came out as a single in November 2019, and my next track was a single released all the way back in 2018, but because both of them appear on albums released in 2020, I'm still counting them as 2020 releases, so that said, my number five pick is Grimes featuring Hannah, We Appreciate Power, from her 2020 album, Misanthropocene. The album explores themes of climate change killing the planet as we know it, and the transition to a digital society that's growing faster and faster at a rate that could soon become out of our control. The song We Appreciate Power is a real high point in Grimes' thematic exploration and is basically a rallying anthem 
told from the perspective of an activist girl group advocating for the human race to submit to the inevitable takeover of artificial intelligence and the algorithm-generated overlords. Not a bright future, unless you're a transhumanist who believes that AI is the future and that robotically enhancing the body is the next stage of human evolution, which maybe Grimes does, maybe she doesn't. She's a little unclear on that one, but the song is super fun and also really intense and the perfect tempo to march to. In the same way current social activists use songs from the 70s to fuel current movements, I can totally picture this being the power behind 2050 sci-fi technologic activists, except they're lined up more like an army marching down the street in robotic unison. Number five on the list, We Appreciate Power, AI Banger by Grimes featuring Hannah. Coming in at number four, consent has never been so sexy as it is on the title track of Jessie Ware's latest album, What's Your Pleasure? The disco-y dance track features Ware's sensual, atmospheric singing voice, and when I hear it, I can't help but imagine like she's floating in and out of the air like one of those hot girl evil spirits in cartoons with the spirals of smoke and the wisps of curly hair flowing in and out of view so you never know what direction she's going to whisper in your ear from next. The lyrics feature some stellar examples of healthy communication and focus on the partnership that she's sharing with another person. The song just makes you want to dance and be sexy and love yourself, and it won't objectify you while you do it. Jessie Ware's What's Your Pleasure is at number four on my list. Next up is a song from Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which is totally my 2020 album of the year, but doesn't have my number one song just because I find it most enjoyable as a whole album. All the songs complement each other, and it's hard to choose a best one because they're all so damn good. There's a reason that Pitchfork gave this album a 10 out of 10 score for the first time since Kanye got one in 2010. However, if you sat me down and made me choose the best song on the album, I think I would have to go with Shamika. The song follows a young Fiona Apple acting weird in elementary school and getting targeted for it. Still, she tried to hang on to the girls who bullied her because they were the cool kids, but Fiona gained a bit of self-confidence when an older girl named Shamika saw her sitting with them and asked, why are you sitting with those girls? You have potential. The memory stuck with her, even as she continued to be an outcast throughout middle school, and now she's a critically acclaimed, award-winning artist writing a song about the girl who helped her see through the darkness. The song does the opposite of the common indie rock, soft verse, explosive chorus dynamic, and instead has this tumultuous percussion and piano over the verses that drops out when Fiona speaks as Shamika, which parallels how those words of encouragement cut through all of the overwhelming noise and really got through to her. Such a good track off of such an amazing album, and I'm putting it at number three on my list. It's really hard to follow up Fetch the Bolt Cutters, but Killer Mike and LP as powerhouse duo Run the Jewels have come out with some of my favorite hip-hop of the 2010s, and they came back real strong with their fourth album in 2020. 
the most powerful song on the album, in my opinion, is Walking in the Snow, and it's just as chilling as the title implies. The hook, Walking in the Snow, which is delivered by frequent RTJ collaborator Gangsta Boo, is a metaphor for the coldness that privileged society has for marginalized groups. It's extra powerful when you consider the image of a black woman walking through an all-white snowy landscape. LP and Killer Mike both deliver some extremely potent lyrics on this track, with L calling out pseudo-Christians who don't take any issue with current social injustices with lines like, if even one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you'd feel different. Calling out kids in camps as a reference to the detainment of children at the southern border, LGBT kids forced to enter conversion therapy, and a resurgence of Nazism and white supremacy from the alt-right. Killer Mike takes it to a more personal level, talking about how police brutality and the school-to-prison pipeline most deeply affect people who look just like he does. The most chilling moment in the song is when Mike delivers a line about the murder of Eric Garner that ends with him gasping, I can't breathe. And when the album was released, it was only a few days after George Floyd was killed in an unbelievably similar way. This potent social justice banger couldn't have been more timely and puts it at my number two song of the year. And that brings us to my number one pick of 2020. And this one is a little bit of a goofy one from a very polarizing musical duo. But the more I thought about it, the more I was sure that this was actually my favorite song to come out of 2020. And that is the 100 Gex ringtone remix featuring Charlie XCX, Caro Caro Benito, and Rico Nasty. Last year, 100 Gex somehow managed to capture the sound of internet meme culture in experimental extremist hyperpop on 1000 Gex, and they came back in 2020 with a full album of remixes forming 1000 Gex and The Tree of Clues. The ringtone remix, which appeared as a single before the album was fully announced, brings together an all-star cast of collaborators whose styles complement each other absolutely perfectly, with Charlie XCX's expertise in polished pop sounds, KKB adding an element of innocent fun, and Rico Nasty's loud and unapologetic delivery, you've got a match made in heaven all together on top of the original Gek song about crushing in the digital era. Lyrically, each of them delivers an on-brand message about their flirting style. Charlie is upfront and wants to party. KKB is a little shy, but very playful. And Rico has a ton of confidence and drops a few innuendos on the way. By the time you get to the end of the song, the Gex almost come back, but stop and ask, wait, Charlie, can you sing the chorus again, please? And we are indulged one more time before she drops down to a whisper over some staccato industrial beats and glitchy electronic sounds, ending the song in a traditional noisy Gek style. People make fun of them, and I understand why, but man, if this song doesn't go hard, I don't know what does. Ringtone Remix 100 Gex featuring Charlie XCX, KKB, Rico Nasty, my number one song of the year 2020. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Theme Song and all the other BearCast Media podcasts. I hope you all have a great winter break, and I'll be back with some more hot picks in 2021. I can't wait to see what new music the year will bring.